Hi, and welcome to Fossilfern Christian Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message, and it will both challenge and inspire you. It's a, uh, it's a little bit hard to move when you know spirit's moving. Can you sense that? And there's only a few of us in the room, but when um, Dennis asked me at lunchtime, if I would speak tonight, I just had this on my heart and I think it's more prophetic for where we're at right now. And um, the text is from Habakkuk 2, 1 and 3. And it reads, I will stand my watch and set myself on a rampart rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected then the Lord answered me and said write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You know, I contemplated, we've been in quite a a few meetings this week, and uh, one meeting was very, very powerful on Saturday morning, wasn't it? And um, the Lord brought this back to remembrance. We've been saved next year, 40 years, and... I, I thought, I'm not going to really celebrate big. You know, you celebrate your 40th, you celebrate your 40th anniversary, you celebrate. But you know that day when he comes in, it needs to be celebrated big because it's been huge, absolutely huge. And when we were saved, our pastor gave us this scripture, if you remember. And I think the fulfillment of this has taken that time to get to this place now where the Holy Spirit is doing something incredible. But it started with repentance and servanthood and just listening, listening. You know, Habakkuk, most of you know in the room, he was a minor prophet. But he was one who questioned God. He was one who, who um, wanted to know the whys. He sought to know why there was so much evil in the world. In Habakkuk 1.13, it, it reads, You are of pure eyes, than to behold evil and cannot look on the wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devouts a person more righteous than them? You know, as Christian leaders and Christians, we need to always remember that our God is a good, good God. Our God is always good to whosoever. Whosoever, it's like the, the, 
Rain rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. The just and the unjust, the Bible says, doesn't it? Because he loves all of humanity. And sometimes in our human flesh, we can't work that out. Because we say, oh, if only, if only, if only. But God knows the ending. He knows the bigger picture, doesn't he? You know, I really felt we was in a room on Saturday where we was doing some repenting with leadership. And um, this is besides all the other meetings. <laughs> Gosh, week of meetings, I don't know. But it was like the Holy Spirit just started giving different ones words as a church, as a whole, to repent of. And it was so powerful around the room, or around the carport. It was so powerful. And um, I just sense the Holy Spirit says to me, we needed to repent. Now I love, I love fellowship. You all know that. I love gathering, love partying. Woohoo! Who doesn't love a good party? But it was like Spirit said, we've, we've made the fellowship more important than the altar. And I think God's bringing us back where even just the, you know, the course of messages that we've had. How, how, how good have the words been? How good has the sermons been? And it's like, and you know, you need to hear that, Dennis. They've been very good, haven't they, church? There's only a few of us here, but they have been good. And they've taken us deeper. They, you know, you scratch the crust of our complacency and you're taking us deeper. And as a church, we are so grateful for that. You've reminded us of a lot of things that we probably came into Pentecost with. And yet because of the day, it's like it's, you know, our hearts are still towards the things of God and we love the things of God. And, and, but, but sometimes we lose a bit of that passion. We get complacent and we, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, you've stirred us up again and it, it's just amazing the words that have come through. And, and um, Holy Spirit's going to do more of that. And we're going to get challenged and challenged as the day approaches. And that's good. And I love what Deb says the other week. She's up for a good challenge. I love that, that you've got a heart like that, you know, because we should all be up for a good challenge and a change. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Knowing Jesus, we're changing all the time. We're not the people we were 20 years, 40 years ago. Gosh, we sound old. When we came into Pentecost. You know, where we used to be a bit gun-ho and da-da-da-da-da. And that was passion and we loved that. But now it's passion with wisdom. And I think that's what I got, what's got to come through as we mature in the Lord. So there are some things that we ush up a little bit and don't say when the recording's on. Because we know if we would say some stuff, it would be out of, uh, it would be out of uh, not maturity. It would just be out of, I've got a thought, blah. We don't want to be that Christian anymore. We want to be mature Christians and we want to learn more from the Holy Spirit and be attentive. We will be as watchmen and women and we will listen. I hope we will. And we will hear what the Holy Spirit's trying to say to us. Um, he's talking to us all the time. In Acts 2, 17 and 18, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams and on my manservants and my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. We sense God's pouring his spirit out on people more and more. There's a building, uh, if you're alive you'll know that, there's a building that's happening in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, people come and they say, oh, I just felt Spirit say this and, and I just think I've had this dream. What does that mean? And, and we're hearing that more and more. Um, and, and the Bible also tells us there in, uh, in John 10, 27, it says, My sheep will hear my voice and I, and I know them and they will follow me. A lot of people are starting to get an urgency at following the Lord deeper. Like going deeper. You know, they want that cross scratching off. They want to know what's underneath the surface, don't they? In Revelations 3.20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and him with me. You know, Habakkuk, he takes his rightful place before God. And that is, is there for every born-again Christian to take a place in God, to posture themselves in God where they hear the voice of God. It's our right that we do that. You know, um, just five little points I had. And I wasn't going to go this way. I just thought I was going to just give that word of Abacat 2, 1 to 3. But we've always got to remember our younger ones. And we as older Christians need reminding. We need a meeting place with God. Dennis taught this morning about the closet. Someone came up to me after service this morning and they said, you know, I've got myself a prayer mat. And I, I you know, I, I kneel on my prayer mat. Some might think that a bit different. But how good is that? A younger person. I thought that, that was just so good. And they've got themselves a prayer mat and they're meeting deliberately with God. Meeting deliberately with God. It's a special place, a place of spare, not spare, prayer, a bit dry, where we will stand and watch. We will stand in the gap for those who don't know him yet. We will stand in the gap for the sick, for the hurting, for the brokenhearted. We will do our best that we can help them. We need that place. We need to look for God to speak to us in dreams and visions. You know, sometimes we say, oh, what's all that about? I'm going cuckoo. But no, there's a message in it. There's a message in it. If we look deeper, if we get counsel and say, what do you think this is about? What, you know, what's your slant on this? And it's not too much pizza sometimes. It is a word from God and he's challenging us and he's trying to speak to us because that's where he speaks to us when, our, when we're quiet and our subconscious is settled. He's always speaking in that subconscious. And yet, I guess because we're so busy, we, we don't get on that mat. We don't have that meeting place. But we need to be looking, looking for God to speak to us in dreams. Some watch to tell. But sometimes we've got to watch to hear the heart of God. We've got to watch and be silent. And as God gives us full revelation, then we tell. Then we tell. In his timing. We have to listen. Be listening to the word of God. And he will speak to us. He will say something. Fresh revelation to us. Because he's not a God of yesterday's manner. He gives us fresh manner. 
You know, we, we, we hear a lot about journaling. But he says, doesn't it? write it down. Write what he gives us down. And I love Andrew. Andrew's probably a journaler. He's probably got notes this thick of, you know, and probably in his house he's got loads throughout his life. But I, I, Charlotte Rose came to me a while back and since she started uni, she, she just says, you know, Grandma, um, they get us to do like, not a, you know, a journal, but they get us to journal uh, about our, our, our day and different things. And she said, you know, it's really helped me. And I thought, well, that's good, isn't it? Just that little thing in six months has changed. And she's seen more into situations when she's read back. You read back, you, 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 and you go, oh, yeah, that did happen. Oh, wow. And it gives you that fresh revelation, a bit more understanding. And then there's a waiting on God. Something that we, we, as a society, are always in a rush. We don't wait. I hate waiting. That's one of my downfalls. It is, isn't it, Dennis? Like, I just, I just, oh, I can wait in God, like, for, for stuff or prayer needs and stuff like that, but, but put me in a queue. And I stand there and I think, now, if she only did, or he only did this, 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 this queue could be down in half its time. That's how my brain thinks. I got through checkouts and I'm thinking, now if they just, you know, anyway, anyway that's me. I, I just, and then I, I sometimes think, what? <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> it's just a question. If Abacat can question God, I can question that. Because, you know, sometimes it's like, And then you've got your bag. Yeah. And I'm just like, if that was a... You know? All those active people know where I'm coming from, don't you? But sometimes it's just a nightmare just watching like... And, and sometimes... Oh, well, you, you know, you go to McDonald's and you, you give them your order and then they take 15 minutes reading it back to you. I'm like, why didn't you not just get it the first time? Just, just get it. I mean, it's not rocket science. Uh, I'll have a double cheeseburger. Is that a double cheese with just a double cheeseburger? That's all I want. Is that with Coke, lemonade, Sprite? Just, just water. Just water. And if it's a coffee, I'll have a skinny flat. I'll have a skinny latte. Oh, has that got sugar? No, no sugar. Would you like that? Medium, large, just a small, skinny latte. That's all I want. And then you come out, your order's wrong. I'm like, what the what? You know, one day, Candice and I went round three times because they'd given her the wrong coffee. Three times. The first time they didn't put sugar in. We're in a car, so we go back. Can we have a sugar? Oh, and can, can I have a hot one? It was freezing cold. Give it back, came back. Go around again. Oh, this isn't what I wanted. I said, that's it. I'm going back. I'm going round. And she said, no, just leave it, leave it. I'm going round. <laughs> so you go back. But sometimes we can't wait. And yet I look now and I look back and, and you probably do on your life and you see how something has taken 40 years. <laughs> 40 years to start happening. 
And it's been happening, but in little uh, pockets. But now it's just like, whatever Holy Spirit puts on our heart and we pray and it's just, boom, doors open. And you think, oh, that was quick. Then you get worried because you're like, we're going too, are we going too fast? Or, you know, we're in rhythm with him. And da, 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 da. But if only we were still and, and allowed him to move his way rather than our way. Yeah. And so it's like, I think, I believe God's bringing us back to a place where the altar becomes bigger than anything else in our life. And I think it's got to. We've got to come back to the altar. Where what? I believe it changes everything. First, it starts by changing our heart. And once our heart starts changing, it changes our outlook. And once our outlook starts changing, you can go to the most unloveliest person and you can love them. And that's how people are won over, by the love of God. Amen? I still believe Holy Spirit's going to do something. So I'm going to ask the team to come back because I just loved waiting in the presence there and I think it's key, it's key to where he's taken us personally and as a fellowship, as a fellowship and as, as wanting to, you know, just impart more of the spirit to us. You know, we, we had all these repentance yesterday and, and you know, we were repenting for this and repenting for that and, you know, I came away and I thought, I really wanted to repent. Well, I really should have spoke up about repenting for how we've left the spirit out of fellowships. We've left the spirit out of fellowships. And I think that's why a lot, not a lot, but some are in trouble now. is because that has been quenched. And the more I sit and speak with, with people, there's a thirst. There's a thirst for the Holy Spirit. And was it you said, was it you said this morning about the water? Or was that yesterday? Oh, it was you, yes. Uh, the avalanche? It was an avalanche, wasn't it? Tsunami, tsunami. Gosh, I'm getting all my meetings going into one. Where, you know, there's going to be a, a thrush. And I believe that's what will win the generation to come. And the young generation is a move of the Holy Spirit. A tsunami and they'll just get overwhelmed with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I think, Lord, start in us first. We need more of you, Jesus. We need more of that Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit. We need to sit, wait, listen, watch, and be. So Father, as a team, just lead us again in worship. Put out a fresh revelation on us, a fresh word, a freshness that only comes from you, Lord, that we are empowered by your spirit to do what you've called us to do, to love people, to save the lost, 
and to step in time with your Holy Spirit. Maneuvering with the rhythm of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can connect with us at firstfamchristianchurch.com.